Hello and welcome to the American College of Osteopathic Internists podcast. Docs off the clock, juggling the business of medicine and caring for patients means doctors always seem to be on the clock. Docs off the clock features some of today's best voices in healthcare with tips on how to live a better, balanced life. Thanks for stopping by today. I'm Scott Webb, and the purpose of today's podcast is to discuss COVID-19 misinformation and disinformation and the disciplinary actions that can be taken against licensed physicians who spread false information with their patients. And I'm pleased to be joined today by Dr. Humayun Chowdhury. He's the President and Chief Executive Officer of the Federation of State Medical Boards of the U.S. Doctor, thanks so much for your time today. How serious a threat is COVID-19 vaccine misinformation or disinformation to getting control of the pandemic and overall public health? To the extent that physicians can be quite influential when there is confusion uh, out there, especially with a raging pandemic in which we're learning something new literally every day about how to manage or how to treat or, you know, what's happening with the vaccines and booster shots. People turn to physicians, understandably, for guidance and advice. We know people turn to their own doctors for guidance and advice as well. And so it's imperative that physicians stay current with what's being recommended and understand the science and evidence. We recognize physicians are busy in their practices, but in a fast-moving pandemic, it's important for them to make sure that they are sharing and tweeting or retweeting uh, in common parlance the right information, because otherwise misinformation can lead to potentially thousands of people getting the wrong information and spreading it to even more. And that can be challenging when you're trying to work together as a country, as a world, to mitigate this pandemic. Yeah, there's no doubt. I was just thinking about what you were saying, tweeting and retweeting, just any way to get you know, correct information out there is great. And as we know, doctor, physicians have a high degree of public trust. And as a result of this, what role can physicians play to combat that spread of misinformation related to the COVID-19 vaccine? Physicians have years of education and training before they become licensed, and then ultimately many become specially certified in one or more areas of the practice of medicine or surgery. And so uh, it behooves them, and the vast majority do the right thing, and that's the good news. The vast majority we know are being thoughtful, are at the front lines. We know stress levels are very high for not only on the public side, but also among physicians. But we also know that in a fast-changing pandemic, sharing the right information is critical, especially with social media being such a uh, dominant means by which information is shared. Physicians already know, depending on their specialty, which specialty societies or colleges to turn to for advice. There are national organizations. The National Institute of Health has a task force that's been reviewing all of the scientific literature out there since the beginning of this pandemic last March of 2020 to sort of do the work for the doctors, if you will, of reviewing the science and the emerging evidence to give guidance. And so you're right, society places a lot of trust on physicians and physicians are thoughtful and are well-trained to look at the evidence and make the right decisions. But every now and then we see some unusual practices in this area where it's incorrect information being shared and that can go viral, literally, through social media and could potentially do harm. And that's where the licensing boards come in. The licensing boards for the nation, every state and territory has its own process by which physicians get licensed and disciplined if needed. And in a statement that the Federation of State Medical Boards 
board of directors issued in July, we wanted to remind doctors that be careful about what you say because misinformation, especially if it leads to harm, could jeopardize their license to practice medicine. Yeah, it definitely can. And let's stay here then, you know, because it appears the Federation of State Medical Boards has become concerned with the proliferation of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. And I mentioned before we got rolling here, I was interested, this is a sort of a different spin on COVID in the conversations that I've had. What role do state medical licensing boards play in efforts to combat the spread of misinformation and then perhaps promote that those who are eligible uh, for the COVID-19 vaccine should get the vaccine? The state boards try to stay away from the specifics of, you know, how to practice medicine. We leave that to doctors. However, since their primary purpose is to protect the public, when they are made aware, I'm talking about the nation's 70 state and territorial medical and osteopathic licensing boards, when they become aware of a uh, complaint from a patient or a patient's family member or another doctor or another healthcare practitioner, it could be anyone, they're obligated by their medical practice acts in their jurisdiction to look into the situation. And if the complaint warrants an investigation, they will do so. And if the investigation warrants some sort of action, that's part of their mandate to do so. And so what that means is the state licensing boards do not have the resources, neither the money nor the manpower to sort of monitor what goes on in every physician-patient interaction or even on the internet. And so it is a complaint-based system, and we wanted to remind doctors through the statement issued by our board of directors that the system is there, and the system uh, is there to make sure that patients are not harmed and that accurate information is being conveyed. Yeah, as you say, the system is there, and uh, decades have proven that it works. And it's just interesting to me that you can't go to the doctor, whether it's the kids or yourself, without the flu vaccine being promoted heavily. You know, when the flu vaccine is in, uh, doctor's offices, everywhere you go, they want you to get it. Every pharmacy, everywhere. So it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that the same isn't true, you know, for the COVID-19 vaccine. But yet here we are, and there is so much misinformation and disinformation. So I guess I'm wondering what type of disciplinary action could await physicians who spread that misinformation? I think you you raise a couple of points there. I, I think, you know, every vaccine literally is a little bit different in terms of how it's produced and how it functions. So part of what we're challenged with as doctors, and now I'm putting on my doctor's hat as an osteopathic uh, internist, part of what we're challenged with is myths associated with this particular COVID vaccine because a lot of effort went into producing it and, and developing it and testing it and researching it fairly quickly, people are under the false impression that steps were skipped when, in fact, the technology has been around for more than a decade. And so that's part of the myth that's out there and part of the challenge that doctors have to explain to patients how this type of vaccine works if they're getting the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine or the Moderna vaccine. The other vaccines are a little more conventional in that regard. So physicians have to stay up on the literature. They have to understand the different types of vaccines because people have good questions and it's imperative for them to share accurate information so that patients can make the right choices, especially in the middle of a raging pandemic where we've had now more than 700,000 deaths in the United States and more than 4.2 million around the world. Misinformation in this context of the current pandemic can be not only harmful, but can be deadly. 
And so it's imperative for physicians to share accurate information. If it's inaccurate information, then depending upon you know the degree to which the harm is being passed on, the list of the range of disciplinary actions can range from everything from a phone call to a doctor, which sometimes does the trick, by the way. Physicians want to preserve their license to practice medicine, which is arguably the most important credential they have to be able to practice medicine. And so I've heard several examples across the country of licensing boards reaching out to licensed doctors after a complaint has been received and the doctor is changing their ways or being educated about what needs to be done and modifying their actions or what they've been saying. Other disciplinary actions that are available include a letter of reprimand, which can either be public or not be public. But depending on the seriousness of the complaint and the pattern of uh, complaint, the disciplinary actions can range all the way up to suspension and even a permanent revocation of a license to practice medicine. Yeah, and are you seeing an increase in disciplinary action being taken by state boards? You mentioned, you know, the different sort of levels of disciplinary action that could be taken against a doctor or a licensed physician, but are you seeing an increase? What we've been seeing is we have seen an uptick in the number of complaints. There have been a number of sort of anecdotal uh, conversations I've had with state boards, but we're in the process of doing a survey to get a better handle uh, on the numbers. How pervasive is this? But I've certainly heard from the licensing boards across the country that there's been an uptick in complaints. We know that there are some investigations going on. A number of state boards have made that publicly known. Uh, They don't always do that. And you may be aware some of the state licensing boards have taken disciplinary actions all the way up to revocation of a license for things like saying that you don't need to wear a mask or saying that the vaccine contains some sort of uh, chip or connectivity to 5G networks. It does not. That's you know, those kinds of worse than misinformation, it's almost disinformation. And so the states have taken action. Most recently, Connecticut's licensing board took an action against a physician who, without engaging in a physician-patient context, was handing out uh, vaccine waivers, for example. So the states are being responsive and aware of what's happening, and we would urge physicians to be thoughtful and mindful of the science and the evidence that is emerging and constantly changing. Do you have a sense, the doctors, the physicians who are spreading misinformation, or as you say, maybe even more severe than that, disinformation, do you have a sense of why is it uh, that they're just not educating themselves? Do you have any sense of why this is happening and what's causing the complaints? You know, that's a great question. I don't have an easy answer because uh, each case is different, of course. Uh, but I also know that this notion of misinformation in the middle of a outbreak or an epidemic or a pandemic is not new. This has been around every time that there is a confusion about a new disease, a new virus. I mean, think back to the HIV virus and back in the 1980s. Think back further to 1918 when we didn't even know what viruses were. So anytime there's something new that's uncertain, there's going to be confusion among the mass public. And even among physicians, there may be some hesitancy about how best to deal with it, which is why it's even more imperative for physicians to make sure that they're using trusted websites, trusted sources to get accurate information, not only to manage their patients, but also to make sure that they're sharing 
accurate information, and that's imperative. But as far as motivations, they, they run the gamut from innocent mistakes, sometimes we've seen, and maybe that's where, in some cases, when licensing boards contact the doctors, they change their ways because maybe they didn't honestly know any better. Um, uh, but then there are other examples where we've seen some physicians sometimes you know, charge for various herbal remedies that are not approved or authorized or promise a cure. No one has a cure yet for COVID-19. And so a physician promising a cure and charging money for that, that's going to raise a flag and warrant some sort of action by a licensing board if they receive that kind of a complaint. Yeah, that would be one of those big, giant, massive red flags, I'm sure. As we wrap up here, any final thoughts you want to share with listeners, be they patients or doctors? So two things. One, it's important for the public to know whether, in fact, the person they're listening to online or elsewhere is, in fact, a doctor. So the FSMB has a free uh, website called docinfo.org where they can look up any licensed physician in the country. There's more than a million of them, MDs and DOs, and they can determine where they are licensed, where they went to medical school, and whether or not there's ever been a disciplinary action against them. So it's important that the general public be better informed about who they are listening to. Secondly, it's important that they use more than one source to get the information that they're getting. But if a person feels that uh, harm has been done to them by a licensee, the way the state boards are set up, they have a process by which you can file a complaint. And not every complaint, as I say, leads to an investigation, but the state boards are happy and it's part of their mandate to uh, talk to someone who has a complaint about care that may have received, and then they can walk them through those steps. At that docinfo.org website, uh, there are linkages to each of the websites and with information about how to actually file a complaint if it's warranted. We also encourage people to talk to their doctor. It's important not to just automatically file a complaint. See if you can engage with your physician, try to better understand what the physician is doing or not doing, because we feel that that's often helpful in the situation as well. Well, just uh, great information today, and as we're trying to fight against uh, misinformation and uh, disinformation, I think this is really helpful and will be for listeners as well. So, Doctor, thanks so much for your time, and you stay well. Thank you for having me, Scott. Thank you. And thank you for spending a little time with us today. We look forward to future podcasts where we'll continue to explore issues of importance to you. For additional information, please contact the ACOI directly at 1-800-327-5183 or by visiting our website at acoi.org. You can also email us at acoi at acoi.org. And until next time, be well.